0: Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Appreciate you listening. Got a great interview lined up this week with one of my favorite repeat guests, Shelley Smith. A couple of months ago, I had the opportunity to speak with Shelley, and we were talking a little bit then about how she had been forced to temporarily give up her metal work that she'd been sort of known for as an artist because of an injury that she suffered while she was driving a fender bender that she got into. And at that time, she had just started on a new project of painting portraits on shells. Well, now that project has truly come to fruition. She's done 120 such portraits at this point, and she's collaborated with her mother, Martha Chapman, to do a series of these for a show for Hospice Savannah, a fundraiser for the organization as part of their summer night yearly fundraising event. So we get into all of the details about that, and we also talk a little bit about Shelley and her process again and kind of get everybody back on the same page if you're not familiar with Shelley and who she is and what her work is. Shelley is, of course, somebody that I really admire, and I think you're going to love to hear her talk all about everything that she's up to. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column, as well as all of the writing that I do for the Savannah Morning News, Here at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Last week I had the opportunity to talk with Maggie Evans, a really incredible conversation with an incredible artist whose work I just completely love. And the week before I spoke with Karen Bradley and I would be remiss if I didn't mention my recent column that I did on the incredible Jimmy Butcher, all about everything that he's up to, including his work with Kanye West. So check those out. Again, savannanow.com in the entertainment section. Let's get into this week's interview. Again, Shelley Smith talking about Saints and Sinners, her series for Hospice Savannah's Summer Nights event over at Soho South. Here we go hi hey shelly what's up
1: i'm good how are you
0: i'm so good i'm so good just
1: by a tiffany o'brien what's that that? is that tiffany o'brien's work by you
0: it (laughs) is yeah (laughs) Yeah, so i got tiffany o'brien and then the pinkish piece to the side of that one is ruth sykes who is another local artist and then the piece to the other side is um jennifer moss okay Yeah, I got two Jennifer Moss pieces, and then I got a piece... I've got so much local art, it's crazy. Um, Stacey Gino Bono, AJ, a piece by Peter Roberts, Lisa Watson.
1: I like my house.
0: I know. My whole house is, like, filled with, like...
1: It really is.
0: And I have stuff that's not even up. Like, I've got a piece, um, one of the earlier flower pieces that Jose Ray did. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got... But he just put it in like in a cheap black frame and I want to like reframe it in a nice white frame to like. I'm sipping
1: it. my morning Joe from a Becca sipper.
0: Oh, and nice.
1: I'm even having coffee out of art this morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I got to get her. I got to get her on the show at some point.
1: Drink, um, I when I drink coffee out of homemade pottery, I don't know, just. Feels a little more like something special. I don't know. For so. sure,
0: I, I totally get that. I totally get that. So, um, just as sort of a heads up, like I'm gonna ask you some stuff like that. We actually even talked about when we talked a few months ago, but we weren't talking about the the shell pieces except for kind of like as a side thing at that point. And so, yeah. So when I wrote the article, I didn't talk about how like you had gotten into that because you had the injury and it was harder for you to do that work. And certainly it wasn't like a huge thing like it is now, but I didn't write about any of that stuff. So I want to refresh folks' minds.
1: I have no real you know, point of perspective. It's just like, I think I'll do some paper mache today. I think I'll do some photographs. I think I'll do this. You know, I'm just, i'm I'm a little bit scattered on that on that front, but you know that's how I operate you know I can't I'm never gonna commit to one thing I can't commit I'm non-committal
0: well, when we talked last time actually just in general, you were mentioning how like you would just get into something and then you'd be like all in and you'd do all that's... this work on it and then you'd be like, oh, I'm done with that I'm gonna just go do this other thing now so
1: <laughs> it's much that i I mean for it to be that way it's just the fact that. I really do feel sometimes things are completed in my mind, but I think I use the example of the dead girl diaries. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love doing those, but I do things almost when I get on something, it's voracious. I want it. And it's almost like stream of consciousness in my head. I see everything I want to do. I almost see every image. I see everything. And if I don't do, them, they're stuck in my head. And it's almost like torture. It's like, I must do the thing or they just stick in my brain. And then once they're done, it's no need to fake it and create more. I, uh-huh. not, there could be a thousand more dead girl photos, but I don't see anymore. more. This is my kitty. I don't see anymore, So I move on and then something else does the same thing. You know, um, and when they're done, they're done. I, I don't know why it ends because then even some people get gravitate. They're like, Oh, I liked that that you were doing. And why don't you do more of that? And I'm like, well, because that's not in my head anymore. It's gone. It's just, it's gone. Like right. Debra videos. I used to do those comedy videos when it was sort of the, pan- the heart of the pandemic, I guess, when it was really, and I just loved doing them and I had, you know, created this whole persona and I even had people go like, why are there no more Debra videos? Well, Cause she really didn't have anything to say. She was almost resurrected the other day, but you know she's on the edge of being like redneck uh, fun um, from my roots, um, but she's a little political, <laughs> and her politics are a little wacky here and there. But yeah, she said her piece, and you know, and then I moved on to something else. So you know, and anyway, there's that.
0: Oh, uh, that's awesome! I don't even know what you're. I, I'm not aware of this project, so I need to look this up because
1: really I a project. It was something I did online, and it was this uh, sort of alter ego called Deborah.
0: Is is there are there videos of this?
1: There are videos on Facebook. Yeah, and I might have a to binge it. Slew of them. I mean, <laughs> I, like, not, well, there's actually several different characters. Deborah was just the biggest one. Like one of them's a DJ. She's like a DJ. She's like you know, she's like from Brooklyn, and she does like anyway. But it, you know, all my DJs were like, "Holy shit, You nailed that." As I had this like synthesizer, she plays like five different songs, but like they all sound the same. Cause you know, DJs are like, oh, I like, my God, this beat yo. And then they do that beat. And then they're like, whoa, 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 I got this beat. Anyway, it was this whole thing and people really probably either loved it or hated it. But you know, like I said, I had some people go, they still see me. And they just go, oh my God, what is Deborah? Co-? Deborah smoked, you know, she drank vodka in her coffee in the morning. What well, was so funny at that time, I was not inviting in any alcohol at the time but she was just an avid drinker. She would sit in the car and drink. She had a friend named Barbara and Barbara was her best friend, but she hated Barbara sometimes. She just hated her. (laughs) I hate you, Barbara. Barbara was like more practical, you know, counterdict her sort of weird ideas about politics, you know, and um, I don't know. It was my kooky way of having fun sort of when I was housed up. But yeah, but once, you know, I got back in the world and got back into things and got back into the horror of everything happening around us on occasion. I, I don't know. My, my humor was suppressed a little bit. I would love to her to come back on occasion, but yeah, there's a whole slew of Deborah videos. Like-
0: oh yeah. It's interesting. I, I was talking with somebody yesterday and I feel like this reemergence of COVID now mm-hmm. it's broken our spirits to a certain extent. I mean, I think it's just at least before, it was like, all right, the vaccines are coming and yeah. we're gonna get it, and we're gonna get out. And then we all had this feeling of being free for yeah. a little bit. And then it's like, every, and now we're with COVID's never been worse in Savannah.
1: I think there's a whole bunch of things. And I am very, I've never considered myself sympathetic about things, which is strange. My mother says my sympathy chip is strange, but I think it's because I have to harden myself because I'm so empathetic that it hurts at times uh-huh. so I have to shut it down and I get kind of a little away, but it's because when I wake up and I get up quite early and I look at things, I feel, it's, I, I, I feel this very strong need to act. I do not want to be a keyboard warrior. I want to act and do things. And where does one start? I mean, I told mom, and not to get into religiosity, not really one for, I, I'm spiritual, but I, I I don't profess, you know, Christian, all that stuff now. right. So I, I was raised with the Bible and I'm so very familiar with the scriptures. And I said, if ever I thought there was Armageddon and not by our terms of this demon coming up from the depths of hell, but like. Fires in the West, and now these floods in New York City. kill, you know. I was just, and then pestilence, the army worms that are like uncanny, and the locust, and the, you know, the talib. I was just like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, speaking. Of, you know, like, what is going on? And I have to, and it, it I could feel it. It's just, it's so oppressive. And I, um, I had to rechannel this morning with my anger. Uh, about some hypocritical policies taking place right now. And I had to, um, what I did is ended up thanking, I recently have sold quite a few of my metal cuffs to some women uh, who just were like, I want to buy a cuff and I'd go deliver them. And I met all these women. I mean, I have probably met like five or six women who've lived in this community. I did not know previously, all mutual friends, all inviting me in some manner for either cake or wine or to come over. And I mean, just really refreshing women. And it doesn't matter if they're women or men. That's not my point. It just happened to be women. But um, I had to sort of rechannel myself this morning going, I've just met some amazing women through my art. And they're people I will stay connected with. And I guess we look at this whole world. The internet can do that. We can look at every horrific thing. But sometimes you just have to go local and go, what is this one good person that did one good thing that made me feel special that day?
0: Oh, I, I wholeheartedly
1: agree. And having a nice conversation, more of this is dying. And I'm seeing as we're using the computer, but more personal interactions are happening. We're seeing this big picture of horror. And I just think we've got to reconnect on smaller levels. That's my only.
0: I completely agree. Back to basics. I I mean, I, I totally agree that basic human contact and, and all that, um, I totally agree. We're we're getting off on this. Is I, I could oh, talk yeah. about. Well, no, you don't need to apologize. I'm right there with you. I love talking about this kind of stuff. A lot. It's like the philosophy of life. I mean, I think yeah. it's interesting. And uh, I was but
1: major, so you know, there
0: you go. <laughs> well, but you're also a philosopher of life, I would say. So
1: <laughs> okay, so redirect me. I'm ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the show. And let me, for our listening audience out there, let me just say it's summer night saints and sinners party friday september 24th at soho south Mm -hmm. cafe 6 p.m and it is a fundraiser for hospice savannah um specifically for some services
1: bereavement services
0: yes bereavement services Mm -hmm. and music therapy massage therapy things like that and for those who are fans of art on the air. We've been covering this the last several years in a row, so people might be a little bit familiar with it. But the format is a little different this year because of the way everything is, and some people might not already know this, but you've been working on these shell portraits. First of all, tell people what this is. Tell people what you're doing.
1: All right, so when my mother, when the pandemic hit, she had a bunch of oyster cells sitting around, to just make it quick. And she started doing these cute little decoupages, and they really were wonderful. Um, They're not just straight up. She pieces together intricately all these little cuttings, which make me crazy. I can't do that. But I would sort of help her in certain aspects, resin coating them. And then a couple people were requesting hand-painted things um, um, online, and I was like, well, I can probably do that. So I started with, you know, typical things, the the fountain in Forsyth, you know, the cathedral, uh-huh. um, you know. Um, then I got into some portrait requests, some doggy requests, um, very, you know, kitschy, fun little things. Uh, pets on a half shell, kittens on a half shell, babies on a half shell, engagement portraits on a half shell. And I was really fun and kooky. And I liked it because it was not, you know, beating on metal. It was very approachable. And then I just thought a a couple people I thought, and they were really random people I I painted. Um, I did Jessica Lebo's. I know I did Jim Reed. I did Anders Thompson and I did Beth Logan. And um, I don't, there was no particular rhyme or reason why I, I, I chose those people. Some of which weren't even really close friends. I just liked the look and painted them or liked who they were in our community. And then I painted more, I did Lane Huerta. Um, and I just started moving on through them and started thinking on the Savannah saints. And then I started thinking, well, that's kind of bold because a saint to one person is a sinner to another person. And
0: (laughs) you got that right.
1: (laughs) Who isn't a little bit of both. You know, I could see some people going, well, I don't think that person's a saint, but I just started thinking, well, I'm not going to be the judge and jury. So I painted all manner of people. Some who, (laughs) some who might even dislike me. Um, or some whom I might not necessarily agree with their politics. It had more to do with, this is what makes a community. And back to being local, being smaller, thinking on a more smaller level of the intricate connections we have, good ones, bad ones, different politics, different ideas. And so the list kept growing, the list kept growing, and the list kept growing. And 120 portraits later, um, and I and there's ones I won't get to. I cannot, I, I the list keeps getting more and more. As a matter of fact, I just finished this one. May like here's a little example of somebody that may look a little familiar to you. Anyway.
0: Oh my goodness. Look at that. That for those but, who are uh, listening, it's uh Shelly has done a fortune of me. That is I am so honored. Thank and
1: you. So you know this had nothing to do with you interviewing me. You were on the list. Ages ago, I just it takes time, and so I thought I was going to hold off to reveal.
0: Oh, I, I love picture. it! What's Beautiful
1: Halloween portrait for
0: him? At my heart. I feel so happy right now.
1: Um, <laughs> was that, was that a Halloween picture? Were you at a Halloween event or something? It was you?
0: um yeah, it was uh it was at it was at uh, location gallery actually, and <laughs> talk about sinners sinners and saints the the painting that. Uh, Shelly's showing I had these little devil horns and and all that I don't remember exactly what the show was but I know I I had a cane with a little skull yeah. on the end of it it was it was around Halloween time yeah well,
1: anyway you're I think you're number 118 so there you go <laughs> nice
0: thank you Shelly that's what an honor I appreciate that
1: so um, let, let me yeah, but, let, well, yes it became that and then Peter from Location Gallery contacted me and I said, I really would like to do a show and I want it to be for a local charity. And I thought it'd be a little pop-up, a little kitschy, fun thing. And then I guess the hospice had talked to him about it's t- time of year and he used to curate, I guess, many artists. And Peter's idea was, why don't we yet let this be it? Because it's such a big showing of a hundred and plus shells. And voila, that's how that became the, the, the main, I guess, artistic part of the uh the summer night
0: well uh, I, we're gonna talk more about the show but i'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna be a blockbuster <laughs> i mean this because they're they're great and i mean like i kind of want mine <laughs> I mean, i'm gonna tell you right now right like and you've done all these people like really great i rem- i think the first one i remember seeing was the jim reed one and jim reed is psychotronic film best uh yes. film guy yes uh, you know, others have stood out. Like I remember when you did Calvin Woodham and, you know, yeah. Calvin's all over town and like the local art scene. You mentioned Jessica Libos and, and you know, she's a favorite of mine, just such a great personality here in town. Um, so it's all, you know, different age groups, cultures and all this different stuff. But I, I want to jump back to, you know, the beginnings of this, because when we talked earlier this year, the very beginning of this year, I know one of the reasons why you had also started getting involved in this is because you were dealing with an injury, which was kind of not letting you really work on your normal metal work, wield a big hammer and and have all of that. So talk a little bit about that, because I know like, you know, as artists, we need to have a creative expression. And I know at first it was like an important part of for you was the psychological aspect of just like the need to create artwork.
1: Right. Well you know, we were talking about, I've done a little of this, I've done a little of that photography, painting, I dabble in writing on, you know, dabble in a lot of things. Metal has probably been one of my most consistent mediums because I've been doing it for probably upwards of 16, 17 years and still with recycled oil barrels, which are heavy and cumbersome. Um, not terribly so, but I kind of always, you know, felt a little bit like I liked the fact that I was doing something that wasn't it really typical of women per se, maybe mm-hmm. now, not at the time. Um, I loved the sort of badassery of working with fire and hammers. It felt very primitive to me. Also very, it felt like I was, might've been conjuring up my ancestors because while well, I don't know much about them, my last name is Smith and it's right. where that name comes from, but yeah, when I when my back just suddenly, I think it wasn't anything in particular. I was also somebody hit me and I think it exacerbated me. I was a little car fender bender and somebody hit me and I got to where a couple of times I could, I could not get out of bed without the help of my mother. I was bent over to sometimes I could not stand up straight. I don't have health insurance as most artists might be in that predicament. I did not know what to do. Um, And I will be honest with you. It was absolutely depressing to me and I had gone back as I thought I was getting better to work on my anvil one day to just make some cuffs a very simple process and I just it, pain was just too much and I remember then feeling a very strong sense like even though I was at 49 at the time I just remember thinking well this is this is it this is the beginning of the end I mean it sounds dramatic but for me to I, I don't know. I, I equated it to something really bad. Not that I couldn't do other types of artwork. That one to me was just one that I, I don't know. I, I went through a minute of kind of crying at my anvil to, to, to be dramatic crying at my anvil, just being like, this one thing has been taken from me. You know, I hadn't lost my eyesight. I hadn't lost my hands. I hadn't lost my ability to walk. Oh, oh my... but
0: what a loss though. I mean, if you think yeah. about that, like, I mean, it's part of what defines you as a, like I'm sure was what just defined you as a person, you know, I mean, like that's big.
1: Right. So when I started sitting there across from my mom, you know, kind of assisting her and kind of redirecting what I could do, um, I found a joy in it. I really did. Uh, And I found that it was joyful to me where the topics had been sort of abstract, you know, and then you've got the local scenes, painting portraits of people around town seemed to sort of be a connective tissue. It was like, maybe I could, not so much say something. I mean, I, that sounds a little deep. But just, I don't know. It's a little bit of a of a conversation without saying much. Just I'm I'm I'm, painting these faces around town, and it kind of brought me some joy in a like a light, humorous, not deep way. Maybe maybe making it light. Maybe not so heavy anymore. That sort of feeling that certain types of things I did before weren't going to be done anymore. But of course, now i finally, a couple of years later, I think I started these about a year ago. Now I'm I'm slowly able to get back and do my, my metal work again, slowly, so.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're feeling better. But the result is, is that even though that was a hard moment for you, mm-hmm. is that you discovered this and it's a wonderful project. I mean, it is like, so- it is bringing a lot of people a lot of joy. You know what I mean? And like, and like you said, you, you kind of said, you use the word, con- yeah, the, the phrase connective tissue. Mm-hmm. It is connecting people. Like all those people whose portraits are included within the series mm-hmm. become connected because of the fact that their portraits are in the series. Right. And then it connects you to each one of them. I, I like, I followed this project on social media. And every time you post up a new batch, it's like. You get a lot of feedback, a lot of response, and people are kind of bouncing off of each other, like back and forth. So it creates that little like blip of this sort of positive energy, this connection. And I think that's something that we're all really craving right now, given you know the, our life circumstances.
1: And some of these individuals, I don't know. Again, there was a lot of no rhyme and reason. Some people had been suggested to me and I looked them up because I was, for whatever reason, not familiar, like... Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Bertice uh, Barry. I, for whatever reason, was not familiar with this woman. Um, um, I looked her up and what she was doing and what was she was doing for the community. And I was like, loved her look. And I was like, well, I have to paint this woman. So strangely enough, while I knew certain things about certain individuals, I did not know about it. And I've actually now my my. Local community to myself has opened up. I now feel like I've Uh discovered new people out there. But then again, I've painted quote unquote local celebrities. But you know what? I painted my local postal man that works on the post office in Victory Drive. This man brings such joy to everybody that walks into the post office taking a job that maybe some would consider um, sort of how do you make an impact? And yet I've watched him make an impact every time i've gone in there being like ah and then the next thing you know i just see him going what you know i mean just so joyously sincerely with a smile on his face and i leave feeling like wow that just really made me happy and i took him his shell and told him about the project i knew he thought it might be crazy when i asked him to take his photograph but when i took it to him he almost started crying at the post office and people in line that knew him, I had to pause and they were like, oh, my God, he deserved that. He's the best, you know. And when I posted his picture, I even had a couple of people say, oh, that's that guy at the post office. He's so awesome. So I liked those moments, too. There's so many amazing individuals who use whatever level of whatever their jobs are or their life experiences in our community to bring joy. Those little things are just just little they make you just like the little synapsis of happy, you know, that we, for need.
0: sure. Like those. Uh, and, 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 you know, we don't really think about that, but you were telling that story just now. And I, we have an amazing relationship with our mail carrier. His name is Ramesh. Right. He knows our son. We put water bottles out for him every day. We see him walking around. He's always friendly right. and he has that little spark of positivity like every day. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we don't like spend a lot of time thinking about and appreciating those kind of people in our lives, but you're right. Like those people, it can change your day. Like, yes. you know what I mean? It can change your day. And it's like some random, he's kind, they're kind of like random strangers. Cause we don't really know really anything about them,
1: no.
0: you know? And like you said, like some of these people, maybe they have different political views or different viewpoints than you, but yes. like you, they, you know, you get this one little interaction from them and it. It's such a positive thing. And then you see the response. Like, all these people, you know. And it's funny because when, when, um, so just a little anecdote here about Ramesh, my, my mail carrier. When the mail carrier for the one road over left, okay, people were like, oh, this is the best mail carrier we're going to leave. People jumped online in our neighborhood chat and were like, nah, Ramesh is the best mail carrier. He's the night," nice. And, like, it was, like, this battle of... <laughs> talking about who of them was the awesomest mail right. carrier. And like, just think about that. That's so sweet, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and for anybody who knows how I'm about, his name's Mark Saunders, and he works at the Victory next to the Big Lots, and he's just amazing. I mean, he really is. I, you know, you get the little, and you should take the survey at the bottom, I mail out cuffs and jewelry all the time, and oyster shells. And I got in my car immediately one time, I was like, I'm writing a review, because he's just so joyous, and- Um, But yeah, it it is great. And, you know, back to kind of what we were talking about, there is just so many people that can you off these days or or bring a sense of just anxiety and frustration. Those individuals, I think we need to appreciate more often because amidst all of that, you really are getting just a moment of appreciation. I'll tell you somebody who does this for me. She's online she's a hairdresser here in Savannah. Um, you know, I, she just bought a cup from me. I've known her quite some time, not really well, but her name's Joni Taylor and she really just does. All she does is just post silly, fun, little things every day. And that might sound like, well, what's the point? Point is when I'm going in my feed sometimes I'm just so like, Oh my God. And I get to Joni's, And I'm just, I immediately smile or laugh. She posts something just hilarious that I didn't think about. And I mean, such a silly, trivial, small thing that almost flips my mind instantaneously. And she's so consistent about it. And it sounds, again, so trivial. I painted her. I painted her for that. I just was like, you make me smile when I go onto social media and that is so rare so uh, you know yes it's the little things that little that that people do that that just kind of can change our whole dynamic of our day and that's I painted some of those I painted some people that don't do that for me but you know you you gotta have a couple centers in there right so (laughs) I had to paint my Gemini self there's two pictures of me I painted my my one side. And then I definitely painted my, my other side. Cause I know people were going to be like, girl, don't paint yourself as a saint. You know that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, don't I don't even think I don't know myself. So yeah, there's a, there's a double shell for me. So.
0: Well, if it were my project, I would paint you as a saint. Okay. <laughs> you might be a sinner as well, but I, I would paint you as a saint. I, I, a, you,
1: I, know. I you know, I claim, I, I, I claim my faults too. So, you know, All right, well, let's wrap up this interview here.
0: You've given us lots of great information here about the show. I want to mention, again, it's the Summer Night Saints and Sinners Party, um, sponsored by Hospice Savannah Foundation. It's also in collaboration with Location Gallery. And that's at Soho South Events Location. That's at 12 West Liberty Street. And, of course, the artist is Shelly Smith. Now, are 120 of these going to be on? Even, like, the original press release is 100.
1: It's uh, now it's 120. I'm finishing up two portraits today. I don't ever say who they are until I finish them. But uh, I will add that this show for people that cannot make it for any particular reason that one evening, it will be moving to Location Gallery com- or immediately after. It's going to be at Location Gallery uh, up until October 15th. So if you're somebody that had your shell painted and you you're working that evening or you just can't make it, you can go see the rest of the show through October 15th. I know there will be online availability for people to bid on the shells and or outright purchase the shells. And there will be an artist talk that I just found out about Um, October 9th. There's going to be an artist reception at Location Gallery. So that's going to be October 9th. Yes. And there will be, I believe I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving a talk that day. I think (laughs) it.
0: Well, you've got a little bit of time to plan for that. now.
1: giving a speech, talk about art and all that. And um, of course my mother was an integral part in this and she will be there too. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. She paired every single shell with either a decoupage shell or something that had to do with that particular person. And the artist talk is it too as top of it, too. But yes, my mother was very much part of this entire time. One shell. 20 shells, she's done another to pair with them. So...
0: That's amazing. Now, let me let me uh, just finish up here. And, and Shelly, if people want to learn more about you and your work, want to follow you in not just this project, but any project, what's the best way for people to, to connect with you?
1: Well, I mean, I do have my gunmetal. It's called Gunmetal Southern Inspired Creations. That's on Facebook. But Instagram is probably the one that I use the most. And that's at 55 Gallon Studio, 5-5 five, five Gallon Studio, because that's what I work with for the most part. But I put my paintings, my photography um, all that is on on my Instagram. Yeah, my that
0: Facebook. that's a great follow. That's a great follow for sure. Well, thank you so much, Shelley. We really appreciate you coming on the show today.
1: Hi, I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you so much.
0: That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from three to four p.m. Eastern Time on one hundred seven point five FM Savannah Soundings. And worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.